Welcome back to episode four, season two of Hedging Happiness, joined by Luke Mishu. Luke, welcome to week four. We're still we're still alive. How you doing? We're 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 more than alive. I think this time last year, I was on life support, and the question was, do I do I continue making picks even though I'm not able to actually bet them because my bankroll is like almost gone at this point. So this is a win. I don't care how we're doing. This is a win. Yeah, we're in a great spot compared to last year. We're looking to be much improved compared to last year. As we continue to move on, we had a, what would you call week three, semi-eventful? It was kind of like just a meh weekend. Yeah, it was, in terms of performance, uh, you had a good weekend. I, I had not so good of a weekend. In terms of games, I think... I don't think there's a lot that we learned. There was there were some things, but I would say, you know, teams in the top ten didn't learn a lot about about any of them really. Yeah, the top ten just kind of rolled. Nothing crazy. Um, there weren't a ton of great games, and I think we're running into a little bit of that with week four. We're in like the dead period of college football. It seems like right now. I feel like last year we. I remember us consistently talking about how it was going to be a different year. The top four, the college football playoff teams were going to be different because I felt like at this point there were a lot more uh, upsets. And this year, I guess there has been a few upsets, but the teams that have been upset have looked not good. Notre Dame, Texas A&M are the two that I have in mind. And those teams really aren't going to be competing for your college football playoff where Let's say last year we had Ohio State lose week one against Oregon. We haven't really had any of those, like, shocky to your core games, you know? No, I'd say I'm looking at the top 25. Teams that started in the top 10 that are no longer there, Utah. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I can't remember if Oregon was top. I think Oregon was top 10. They were. Um, They were 11. Texas A&M. And I think that's it, unless someone really dropped. I don't think so. So yes, we've had we've yeah. had a handful, but not the uh, not not the blue bloods. Not nothing crazy your, your, yet. Your typical like college football upsets, which is why college football is awesome, because you see these top twenty-five teams go down throughout a season, and that's what, in my opinion, makes college football like, so exciting to watch throughout the whole season. We haven't had those blue bloods go. We haven't had Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Those four, really, we haven't seen them fall. And you can even throw Michigan in there now because, you know, they're, uh, you know, they got to get knocked off their Big Ten title, I guess. So I'll put them in that category for this year. But, yeah, we week four, I don't know. It's kind of a boring game or a boring week. We have... Two, I would say we have two pretty exciting in-conference battles, and then I'd say we three. have one that, yeah, right. let's go through. And we've got Clemson and Wake. That will be it's a bigger game for Clemson, in my opinion. They need to show that they're capable and they're, you know, able to beat a, you know, let's call Wake what they are. Let's say top fifteen Wake team, like no higher, no less. They're like right around that fifteen number, in my opinion. If they go into, 
you know, two Wake Forest and they look good and they win by double digits, then I think they can, you know, I, I'm not going to put them up with the other guys, but show some signs of life of pre, you know, Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence Clemson teams that we've been accustomed to knowing. The other two, you obviously have strong interest in this game. Florida at Tennessee. Let's hear it. Yeah, so the Hedging Happiness podcast decided to go to Knoxville for this game, I'd say two or three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, but announced it two or three weeks ago. And as expected, game day from ESPN decided to follow us down there. Uh, I'll be heading down to Knoxville on Thursday. My whole family, except for Mark, is going to be there. Um, extended family, Danny Lojek's actually going to. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be wild. We're prime time, CBS three thirty. We're checkerboarding Nealon. Game day is going to be there. It's going to be a wild environment. We haven't beaten Florida, or we've beaten them one time in the last sixteen years. I think it was two thousand sixteen that that happened. They're obviously not the same Florida, but that hasn't stopped us from losing this game. It's going to be... I mean, if we win that game, we have a bye week, then we play LSU on the road. It could go to 5-0, and and then we play Bama at home. And if you're 5-0 and playing Bama at home... Sorry, Bama in Knoxville. TBD on this, if this is a Bama juggernaut by then, uh, they might they might have uh, some weaknesses. We'll, we'll see, but... Yes, very, very excited for this game. It'll be a great game. It's not as good of a game as we thought it could maybe be after Florida beat Utah and Anthony Richardson looked like he did. They've really struggled, this Florida team, since that week one win against Utah. They, they lost, who'd, they, who'd they lose to? They lost to Kentucky. And then they played a really close game to South Florida in which they were 24-point favorites. So... The line, I believe, moved from seven all the way up to eleven. Yeah, and so, and that's with, uh, I think Tennessee's wide receiver, like number one wide receiver Cedric Tillman, maybe first second round draft pick, probably out for that game. Got hurt in the Akron game. I think Anthony. I've seen things saying Anthony Richardson's a little banged up. I don't know if I buy that, but yeah, to your point, he hasn't thrown a touchdown yet, which is wild especially after he was anointed you know I, I think his Heisman went after Utah week went from you know the plus 10,000 bucket to like maybe top three and now has subsequent subsequently dropped he just doesn't look he doesn't look comfortable at all which is kind of the Anthony Richardson that I think we expected but I wanted to ask you something because I was listening to can I okay. hold that thought really okay. quick because it's on it's about Cedric Tillman. I got a text from Luke last week, and he was appears to be really dramatic about it. He's like, "Oh my God, dude, we just we just lost our best receiver. We, he's out for the year against Akron. Can you believe that?" I was, and he's probably he's doubtful for one game. Yeah, he's like twenty five percent chance to play. Last I had heard, but to be oh fair, he, it's goodness. one of those injuries. The guy sits down, like he gets hurt. He sits there. He's holding his like right or left knee. They're doing the ACL test, and it's just like this is, this is done. You know, this is a done deal. And thank God that didn't happen. But I, for your sake, I'm happy. For for my sake, that was a wasted. You know, <laughs> being a good friend. And actually, I don't even know if I was a good friend. I think I just said Notre Dame's quarterbacks out. For you the did. Year, so. You tried to draw a comparison, and Notre Dame's quarterback sucks. Who's out for the year? So I don't even know how that's relevant. 
well, you know, quarterback's a more important position, but you know, I'm glad I'm glad your Cedric Tillman's okay, and you know, we don't have to we don't have to send any more panic text. No, yeah, we'll see. We'll what see if he plays. Question? We'll see if he plays. But hit me with that question you had. Yes, Anthony Richardson. We were we were saying after I believe it was Kentucky week. Like he doesn't look good, but he's the number twelve draft pick. And you're like, oh, college doesn't translate into pros. If the draft was today, would Anthony Richardson be a top? Would he be a, a round one draft pick? Would he be a round two draft pick? I would say he maybe would still be round one. Really? I feel like how he's I done nothing. Like, and I know, he looks bad. I feel he doesn't like, even pass an eye test. No, he doesn't look good. He doesn't look good. But I feel like round one could be one of those teams really late that, let's say, Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Bucks. Like there, there's getting quarterbacks that are getting to their spot, like their time of retiring, as we saw with Brady that you could maybe take a chance on this guy. I don't know. It's like, a big risk for a first-round draft pick to like take a flyer on a guy who hasn't proved it at all at the college level. And it also depends on how many quarter. There needs to be a handful of quarterbacks going early. Agreed. And I, I wouldn't know right on the top of my head if that's if the teams that are bad, would like they need quarterbacks really early, how many quarterbacks are ahead of them. As of now, I would say he would for sure go in the top two rounds. I wouldn't take him. Which is crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't take him. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. But these NFL guys think they're so smart and they think they're really good at developing people and they just want like a shiny new toy half the time. Honestly, this Florida team that we saw, I watched the end of that USF game. That was the Florida team I expected all year long. Not the one that beat Utah. Not the one that struggled but kept it close against Kentucky. But the one that eked it out at the very end against USF at home. This Florida team also hasn't been on the road. And I'm as surprised as anybody that this is a 10.5 like, point spread. That is so many points for a team that has really had trouble beating Florida. But I'll take it. I mean, if we can win by over 10, if we can win by one, I'll be happy. Yeah. I, honestly, like I, I'm not touching this game, but I lean towards taking Tennessee. I That is... Amazing! I love that. Yeah, and I'm pretty neutral. Like I, I would agree. Don't care for Tennessee. I don't care for Florida at all. I don't have any dislike to either one of those teams, and I would lean towards Tennessee at with the points. That's so. it's a lot of points. It's a, I'm telling you, dude. It's gonna. Be, they sold it out two weeks ago. It's gonna be. People are excited as they should be. We're number eleven after not being ranked to start the year. And we have two winnable games leading up to Bama. Like anything can happen. And their I mean, their offense has looked really good, and they've blown teams out. So I think their defense has been respectable. I know they haven't really had any tests. Right, other than that's Pittsburgh the key in terms of their defense. So I heard but Pittsburgh total off total defense. We're number one in the SEC, but like I agree, that doesn't mean anything right now. I totally agree. Yeah, a really bad Ball State team and a really even worse Akron team. <laughs> like, I think the worst, potentially. Yeah. There's three bad teams that I, like, have circled because I like to look at the lines because they are that bad. That's UConn, UMass, and Akron. <laughs> Those are the three teams that I'm like, holy, the, these teams are horrible. If I find a favorable line against these teams, I might think about taking them. But let's. there's one more big game. Let's... Wait on that because I do think it could be one of your picks. Yes. 
Okay, so let's wait on that. Really quick, we're three weeks in, very early. Do we have any changes to your college football playoff teams? I think at the beginning of the year, you went all chalk with Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson. I am not going to change. I'm going to keep mine the same. The only question is, can Clemson hang on? And if not, who's going to replace them? My gut says it's going to be USC. But I I don't think this... This USC team is blowing through the pa- or their schedule right now and blowing out spreads. But, you know, when they play Oregon, I can't remember if that game's at home or on the road. Uh, when they play some of these other Pac-12 teams, Oklahoma, or, uh, Oregon State, we'll see. I'm, I'm not ready to write them into the top four quite yet. Yeah, that's fair. I Obviously, I need to change mine. Um, Why? Who they, is yours? Do they? Do they? Do they play? Do they? Does USC play Utah? I think Utah we said was no. In mine. We, I think we said no, didn't we? Or was that BYU? So they would. BYU didn't play Utah. Let's get the analytics. Team analytics on is on it. So uh, my initial was I th- shoot I don't even remember I think I had Georgia out of it. They don't Maybe play I had, Utah. Like, Bam- they, oh yes, they do. They play them October fifteenth. Sorry. Okay. So I mean, in theory, I could I could keep Utah in my list because one loss first week, if they run the table, win the Pac-12, I think they're in. That's probably a, a little bit harder. It's a really bad loss to Florida now. <laughs> it is, but I think the fact that it's better to lose week one than it is to lose the last week of the year. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think that's with you know an actual committee and not computers running the rankings now. I think that play a huge part i will change it though georgia alabama i'm gonna put michigan in and i'm gonna put usc in you're just trying to you're just trying to go against the grain like why are you putting michigan over ohio state i think that michigan can beat them again at ohio state i really do yeah, that changes things, but I, I, I'm sticking with them right now. They've looked a better team so far. They haven't played anybody. I don't, it's This is the week four rankings. I'm, I can switch it in three more weeks. I'm not going to get it. If I get it right any of these weeks, I'm going to tell you I was right on week four. This is just try. This is just classic trying to be like too smart. Like Just put the, put the no, right teams in is, there right now, and then... It's diversifying your portfolio. <laughs> You're going to have a bunch of losers in there. <laughs> But if I have one one combination of winners, then I'm going to point back to that week. No, okay. I actually I, I do think Michigan's a good team. I really do. Why? I think, Why? You think the only reason you can say that is because you think maybe this quarter was it J.J. Peterson? McC- McCrary? Mac- McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, J.J. McCarthy. You think that he's good? One of those two. But it's impossible to say that right now. Like, they'll play Maryland this week. And then who's their first test? Like, the Big Ten, I think, is kind of off this year. Penn State. Yeah, it's bad. It'll come down to Ohio State. Game. They'll play Penn State at home, Michigan State at home, and then Rutgers, Nebraska. Like, yeah, it's going to be Ohio State on the road, and that's going to be his first real test. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Michigan for now. There's no way I could, take, I could put Michigan. That's fine. But my other team being USC, again, I think, you know, let's, they, they play Oregon, and I – Let's say they continue to handle business. It'll come down to Oregon and Utah. And I think 
Lincoln Riley is a pretty good coach. I think they've got the by far the best quarterback in that conference. And I think they've got enough weapons where, uh, you know, well-oiled machine, hopefully, with their offense by that time. And with Lincoln Riley, I think more so on their lack of strength of schedule that yeah. they can they can run the table, potentially. That's what does it for me. is Because yeah. I'm like, okay, who's going to drop? I think it's going to be Bama, Georgia, Ohio State. And then Clemson, that means Clemson has to drop, and Clemson has to play at Wake Forest, North Carolina State, at Florida State, at Notre Dame, against Miami. That's so hypothetical. They're not that here. good. Both, both teams run the table. Who do you put in? Oh, uh, Clemson, I think. I, Clemson. I, I. That will be it probably, awesome. It probably depends. It probably depends how close all the games are. Yeah. But, it does, based on what you just said, it seems like Clemson has a harder schedule for sure. So you would probably lean towards them. But people are tired of Clemson, and Clemson is not fun to watch right now. I know, and people want people have been itching to get a Pac-12 team in. It's better. It's better for football if Clemson doesn't make it and USC does. Agreed. Agreed. So, anything else stick out to you? You know, this is, we kind of, this, this is, like I said, it's kind of the dead zone of college football. And, you know, there's no need to harp on, you know, games that don't need any attention. No, I agree. I, I think the big games last week were was BYU at Oregon and BYU laid a monster egg. And I just don't know. I, you can't, I don't know which game to take seriously. Is it BYU, Oregon's good and BYU sucks? Is it Oregon's bad BYU's worse and Georgia's good like how does Georgia beat Oregon 49 to 3 or whatever and then Oregon thumps BYU is there that big of a difference between 1 and whatever BYU was 12 yeah and let's say like 1 and 20 right yeah. let's say BYU's around the 20 spot I don't probably like at their best each team probably like I think that's where we're at right now. We have three, the two to three powerhouse teams that are just so much better than the other teams. And if you catch the powerhouse team on their off day, yeah, you might have a chance. Yeah, we saw that Texas and Alabama have a chance. That's like the key, right? Not necessarily you. You can, you will beat them, uh, even on their yeah, bad. We saw days. that. We saw that on in Texas, Alabama, and we need to see more games from Bama because now they they had their bad game. So now it's like, all right, what kind of Alabama team is this? We will see. But if it, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm, if I, I feel like it's one of those things, like people that continued to doubt Tom Brady, like you, you can't you can't do that with Alabama. Like you just can't do that. No, they'll gonna, figure it out. They will figure yeah, it out. Yeah, exactly. They're, they, I honestly believe they will probably have one loss. They are going to have to play Texas A&M, Arkansas, and that's, I think that's it. And then probably Georgia and the SEC championship game. They're probably going to have a, one loss, not two, though. And if they it'll get to the end be, of the season, like, they'll have it figured out. Yeah, and it'll be exactly the same spot they were in last year, where they had one loss going into the SEC and they beat Georgia. And they deserve to make it to the national championship. And then Georgia was the better team, you know? The game that, the game that I got wrong was the Miami at Texas A&M game. And I watched the second half. That you also got wrong. That I, sorry, excuse me, that I also yeah. got wrong. Yeah. 
Let's just making sure we know that. <laughs> Texas A&M, I'm not willing to say that I I did get the game wrong, but I don't think I got Texas A&M wrong. They didn't roll over, right? Like I said, I thought they might. But I do think they have a problem with not being able to score. And people will say, oh, Texas A&M has a great defense. I think there's only one good defense in college, great defense in college football that can shut down virtually all offenses, and that's Georgia. I think any other defense running into a good offensive team is going to struggle just because the game has shifted to more of an offensive, offensive focus, offense, you know, favoritism towards offense. So Texas A&M was able to stifle a maybe a mediocre Miami offense, but I do think if they run into a good offense, I, I, I'm not ready to say Texas A&M is rebounding or going to make a run at the SEC West yet. You can't do it with a solid defense. It has to be a, you know, transcendent defense. And the score of that game was seventeen nine. Mm-hmm. So, and the the score against App State was seventeen fourteen. Mm-hmm. So it's seven. If you score more than seventeen points, you you've got a really good chance of beating A and M. Both games at A and M too. So, you know, t- which is crazy. The, the the very immediate reaction I'm, tr- I'm trying to do a better job of this this year is to say, oh, I was wrong about Texas A and M. They're actually really good, but I think it's somewhere in between. They're not giving up on the season. They're not bouncing back. They're still struggling. Uh, their defense was just able to eke out a win for them. Yeah, and counterpoint to that you know, frame of thought is at some point you have to make an opinion. Like they have a body of work where okay, they're not that good. You know, you can't just be 50-50 of like, okay, I'm not going to overreact. At some point, it just becomes a fact that, okay, this Texas A&M team is not very good. I agree with that. And I think I think they're a lot closer to that. I know it's still early, but all year, really, they've shown they, – they look similar to the Clemson team last year. They do. We're really good defense, but they just can't do anything on offense. And you play – enough good teams in the SEC where that becomes a four-loss season. And they made a quarterback adjustment last game, too, before Miami, and it didn't really do anything for them. I don't know how good Miami is. Like, Jerry's still out, I guess. But I would have thought that Texas A&M team with all this... They have... uh, What's it? A-Chain and Anaya Smith. Like, some electric dudes on that team. And I don't know if they're not getting in the ball or what it is, but for them to struggle this much offensively it may be a, a symptom of a bigger system coaching problem we'll see yeah something that i've heard some of the analysts say too is that AM's running like 2013 jimbo foot fisher playbook and that certainly caught up to them and it, it does not look very good no not at all and how do they not have a good quarterback like <laughs> And this like they've got same five thing with, star players everywhere. With A and M and Notre Dame, like how do you not have good quarterbacks? But it is what it is. For sure. All right. Well let's um that's is that you got anything else? No, I think Penn we can State get into the picks. killed Auburn. Don't want to talk about oh, that yeah. game at all. Yeah, so that'll kind of, we'll go into our picks here. Luke's five for nine, fifty six percent. And he's at zero units, so he's hit, missed enough of his big bets where he's still at zero, but we'll take that for now. Zero units is, we're happy with zero at the moment. Yeah, alive. Could be better. Alive. Could be better because I'm two for six, 33%, <laughs> and I'm minus two. 
but it was a positive week for me. I think I went from what, minus three to minus two. If I stuck to my guns with the Kansas game, that it was gonna also be a two unit game, it would have been a huge swing. We would be tied with units, but I didn't. So I'm making a new rule for myself. No more wishy-washy, because I'm now 0 for 2 in games that I've pulled. <laughs> so I'm just gonna stick to my guns. So there's no more, no more indecisiveness. What I say is what goes. Stick to my gut a little bit, and we're we're moving forward. We're still we're getting a little momentum here, positive vibes. However, I do not feel good about this week. I know, no, like, it's tough. It's a tough week I, of spreads. I agree. Like a lot of ranked teams against mediocre unranked teams, or even the ranked games are are the, the the teams are like untested. So you you don't really know. You don't really know what to expect, right? Like, Clemson has a good defense, but they're running into a great offense. Like, what's going to happen there? Can they play against a? Can their offense play against a good Wake defense? Tennessee, Florida. Tennessee hasn't really been tested outside. Is of Wake's Pitt, defense Florida. any good? I have no idea. Okay. But like, can Clemson? Clemson couldn't score against any defense last year. Is that going to be the same thing this year? You know, I don't know. I'm going to get into my first pick. Okay. It's a one-unit pick. It's going to be the over in that Clemson weight game. I believe it's over at 50, what? Over 55, I believe, is what it's at. You can fact check that. Uh, yeah, but, that works. Um, over 55. I believe this game last year was 48 to 27, Clemson. They absolutely battered them. I think these are two good offenses. I think it'll be. Could potentially be mid thirties. Wait, you high. think you think this is two good offenses? You think Clemson's a good offense against? I excuse me. Wake has a good offense, so I think they can score on Clemson. Okay. I think Wake's defense is not very good. Okay. And I so I think against Wake's defense, I think Clemson's offense can be fine. Wake gave. I mean, th- it, these games are aw- like awful games to compare. Wake played VMI, gave up ten points. Vanderbilt gave up twenty-five points. Liberty gave up thirty-six points, which I right? like. Like, it's good. I agree. I agree. The question is, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad pick. So, so you, I, you just well, need this game not to start out slow, which it easily could. Yeah, and I, I think I don't think Wake, Wake is going to be in the thirties. They could be. It's a hard defense to score 30 against. But I think it's going to be, they're going to be running up tempo. So I think it's a lot of possessions, which I think so will you, benefit Clemson. So I think it'll be like mid 30s, high 20s, or, you know, high 30s, low 30s. You know, I've got, what's, I think I've got 58 to 62 points in this game. You, well, how many units do you say? One? One unit. He's going back to his one-unit ways. Do you have I any two-unit? I do have one game, two units. Okay. I just and I almost wanted to do three units, but I just don't like, I don't like the board. No, it's uh, no, you know, every Monday when I go to work, I grab some coffee, I drink it, I sit, I chill at the computer for a little bit, start going through emails. Around ten thirty, eleven, twelve, my stomach starts rumbling. Time to head to the bathroom. And it's going to be for a little, a little bit of an extended period. I scroll through all the lines, and whatever speaks to me, I place those bets on Monday. But this, this Monday, I didn't see anything, and I kind of had to force a couple picks, or I had to, 
I did give it a second look. I, I won't say I forced any picks because I do like the games that I chose, but it wasn't as easy, which you know may be a better a better way to approach it anyway. Yeah, I feel like I'm. This was one of the games I had circled. I almost went into this week with one pick for three units. Whoa. And you I, have one game that you like that much. And I dropped that game to two, and I added oh. another one, and two for two more games for one unit each. You diversified. You wuss. You if you get a three unit bet, right? I mean, look, we haven't made a three unit bet. That better be. I expect when one of us makes a three unit bet, the other person will also be betting that game and in some capacity. Agreed. Right? Whether it's one or two or three, it should be so glaringly obvious that it's either a great trap line or it's a surefire win. Agreed. Okay. You want me to give my game? Yeah, go ahead. I'll give one of my games. Uh, so. I am going with Michigan minus 16 and a half uh, at home against Maryland for one unit. And the thought here is I watched Maryland play uh, against SMU. Thank you. And I, this, I think this started maybe two years ago. We started watching Maryland a little bit or started betting them for some reason. And we saw Talia Tagovailoa and he is... Look, he, he can sling it, right? But he is so, so reckless. He's just like a gunslinger and just makes some awful decisions. Like, you can see the talent there, but I think... Drives better insane. It's not like picks on the goal lot, you know, on, on first and goal on the one, fumbles. Like, it's just unreal. Like, throws to guy. Like, we saw him have five interceptions in one game one time. It Like, you can't make up how reckless he is. And I remember, so we actually, Luke and I, for whatever reason, we ended up taking Maryland this past week as like a little side action. They ended up winning, but they were losing to start the game. And I was looking and I was, it was before a game. So I was looking at just the scorecast thing and it was Talia, Ty, you know, Tagovailoa throws an incomplete pass. And I was, to, I was like, oh my gosh, he's still there. <laughs> I, I told you, a while, I was like, I'm never betting this guy ever again. And I saw his name pop up, and I immediately <laughs> thought that game was a loss. Luckily, we, we did win that one. But, oh, continue. I had, I had to, I was, you said that name, and it just, it made me upset. It's, it, some of the biggest bone, I, look, whether or not anyone who listens to this wants to bet Maryland or what against Maryland, whatever, I highly encourage you to watch him play because it's so ridiculous, the, the kinds of mistakes he makes. So that being said, I have really no way to evaluate Michigan. I know they have J.J. Peter or J.J. See, I don't even know his name. J.J. McCarthy. Uh, they have a, a what appears to be a solid defense. They're crushing teams that are worse than them. I do like that. It's at home. It's at noon. I guess how I lose this game is if Michigan's defense isn't very good, but I think way more than likely this game is 45 to 14. I just, 45 I see. 45 to 21. Picks, fumbles, pick sixes, fum, like punt returns, and also Maryland. 
is one of the most undisciplined teams I've ever seen. I've never seen so many 15-yard penalties in my life when we bet them this past Saturday. It's just like it's so frustrating. Somehow they covered. I don't know how they covered, but I think this game should. I think the spread should be like 24. I might end up. I'm like talking myself into upgrade. You know what? I'm upgrading this to a two-unit bet because. I am just so convinced this guy is Garbo and that I don't even need to... I just need Michigan's defense to be somewhat okay. So, two-unit bet. Two-unit bet, 16 What's your confidence on that? On Michigan? Uh, like upgrading it to a two-unit. Oh. I mean, the more, the more I talk... If you let me keep talking, I'm going to talk myself into a three-unit bet. <laughs> that's like, that's like okay. how confident I am. Because I was also on Michigan... Oh no! Okay, so now I'm really thinking three units. <laughs> and now I'm think I'm gonna do a two unit bet on Michigan minus sixteen and a half as well. Oh, that's I'm, great! I'm, that's so I'm doing funny. it as well. For everything you said, I think I think they can gash like just run 80, 75 yards every single possession. Like that's how Michigan's kind of, their DNA has been dominate the line of scrimmage. I think that continues to happen. I'll go two units as well. I like it. It's a wash between us, but I, you know, high tide rises. All boats hot rise in high tide, right? So I'll take, I'll take it. I hope we both win. That's the first time we've aligned in a long time. So yeah, I oh. you talked me into the two unit, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride it out. If we're on the same team, it's gonna be extra good vibes, and you know, if if Michigan doesn't show up to play, we our encouragement through our text will will them to cover. Do you have spread. a game? Do you have a game during that game? No. Okay. I, we're going to be tailgating, so I'm, you're going to hate me. I'm going to be way less uh, responsive than I normally am. My hopefully we can get a TV set up and everything. We, we don't have a game this weekend, but my parents are coming into town, and we'll probably be doing something, but I'll be following. Hope Maybe we'll post up somewhere, watch some of the games, or if not, I'll be following via phone. So we, I expect to be covering this spread by halftime. I want this to be a game where you just you check your phone, you say, "Oh, cool," and then you don't even look at it again. You check I want like it to be, thirty minutes later, and you're like, "Oh, even better." There's like a big part of me that's like, "Dude, we should just make this three because we haven't aligned all year, and we both were you at one or two before I gave my spiel." I was at one. I okay, feel like so three is a big to, jump. Yeah, let's not go from one to three. Let's go. We went one to two. That's uh, that's good enough. So yeah, Michigan two units. Okay, give your other pick, because I. It's a two I've unit two. also. Okay. Do you have? You have another. I have one more. Okay. Um, the next one is the team that I am following until they tell me not to. It's Arkansas, and at at first when I looked at this line, it's Arkansas. I have them plus three for two units. At first, when I looked at this line, I saw, you know, they had Arkansas on top, Texas A&M on the bottom of the the betting spread, and that usually means Arkansas at Texas A&M. But then I looked, and they're playing at uh, in Arlington at AT&T Stadium, Cowboy Stadium. And in what world should A&M be favored in this game? They're saying, whoever's saying this is saying that a&M is going to be able to stop Arkansas's offense. But they played this game last year, I believe, and or maybe two years ago, and Arkansas destroyed them. Like, it was not even close. And Arkansas is, I think, K.J. Jefferson has another year. They have real weapons. 
I don't I don't think this game will be close. I I should maybe go Arkansas money line, but A&M's not going to be able to score. I, I think Arkansas's defense is fine. I don't think it's great. I think maybe A&M has an easier time, but they're not at home. I think this is the first game that A&M doesn't play at home this year. They're sounds right. playing Yeah, they're playing a very good Arkansas offense. Arkansas won this game last year. I don't I don't understand how Arkansas is a three-point underdog to this A&M team. It's got to be the preseason bias and the you know, bounce back. The recruit not even it's not even a bounce back though because they won and I, I just think people are holding on to like the hope that Texas A&M is a lot better than what they've shown. They have it's to like turn they, it around offensively. Like until I see that, I like I told I told Mark I was like I'm going to take Arkansas. He's like, oh, I don't trust, I don't trust, I don't want to touch A&M because it's unclear. But I think it's very clear that they don't have an offense, and I'm that's what I'm betting. I think Arkansas could score thirty. The only the only hesitation lot. I have, yeah, the only hesitation I have is that Arkansas played Georgia last year at Georgia, and like I don't think they got past the fifty yard line. Like it wasn't even close. So they have the ability to lay an egg, and the the offense isn't so good that it can't be stifled. But my bet is that this A and M defense isn't exactly Georgia defense. So I'll take an Arkansas plus three for uh, the night game after I get back from Tennessee's win. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll be... Are you on that too? No, I'm not. Oh, I was ready to upgrade. (laughs) I'm I'm not on that. This game was, for me, was maybe a three-unit game. Wait, can I... Is it possible that I guess this game if I look at the... If I look at, like, the top 25? Yeah. Okay. It's been downgraded to two. Okay, but, okay... It's not Clemson Wake, Penn State, no, Baylor, Florida, Tennessee, no, okay, maybe, I got one, one in the running, I have, oh, okay, I have two, so I think it's either Texas at Texas Tech, or it's USC at Oregon State. So it will be the USC Trojans <laughs> minus six and a half at Oregon State. And I I know you're not supposed to do this because matchups, they, they differ, but there's a little bit of a data point here. I think two weeks ago, Fresno State played at Oregon State. And they should have won that game. They scored a touchdown with under a minute left, and then Oregon State went down the field and scored a touchdown on the last play of the game to win that game. It was a game Fresno State probably should have won. USC played Fresno State last week. Absolutely destroyed what I think still like a solid Fresno State team. Now, I don't think this is, I don't think it's a trap line. It's USC's biggest game of the year. They have. Why? Why biggest? So far. Okay, okay. You know, it's a Pac-12 game. Oregon State showed last year that they are a good team. But I think this comes down to Caleb Williams. comes down to USC offense. They're going to put up 40 points on these guys. It's just whether or not they hold them to 30. And 
I, I, I'm on board right now with this USC team. I don't think they're a finished product. I don't think they're they're still two, three, four years away from being a powerhouse of the Pac-12, but I do think they take care of business in this game. And I'm praying it's not one of those Lincoln-Riley games where he, he butchers it because he always so, has one. Yeah, it's, it's a night game at Oregon State. That's like my biggest concern, right? Just the environment. USC... USC was on the road at Stanford, which I assume is an underwhelming environment. I assume Oregon State, it looks pretty good, right? Like that that stadium looks pretty pretty intense. Corvallis. That's like a that's a a lot to <laughs> having a good stadium doesn't make you a good football team. Right. Especially if you're down early. Yes. If and you're down 14-0, that stadium gets pretty quiet. It does feel like a trap line. I'll be honest, just because why would USC not be favored by, like, 14? Yeah, it, it does have the feeling to it. I've Honestly, I've kind of felt like USC's had trap lines. I thought that Stanford was a trap line. I was like, why, what is going, why did it drop four points? And they beat them by a ton. So I'm not, I'm sticking to my guns here. I just think this... Let's like Caleb Williams. That's he'll be able to handle that environment. He's played in in a lot of huge games before. I need. I have this unconscious bias, and I need to get over it with the way college football works now. But just how could you? How could Lincoln Riley go into USC and turn him around in a year? He doesn't have his guys in, right? And it's like he doesn't need. He doesn't need a recruiting class. He can go in the transfer portal and get arguably the number one quarterback and did get the number one wide receiver in the country. He doesn't need, and I don't know who else he got, but I've seen other guys in that wide receiving core that are pretty impressive. He doesn't need time, but I just can't get over, like, they're going to slip. They're going to fall. They're not, like, a team yet. It's not Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley doesn't have his, you know, fingerprints all over the team yet. It's still other guys, but he kind of, he might. I don't know. I I can't get. I probably won't bet USC all year because of this, you know. So right, mental right block now, I, have. I USC feels like to me what, what your Arkansas is. You're just gonna bet them until. And I've been. They've covered the spread every one of their games so far, and they yep. really haven't been close. So there's always a couple teams every year where you at the end of the year you're like. This team is Ohio State a couple years ago. Like they went eleven and one <laughs> against the spread. It's like, why, why did, why didn't we get on them? We would have yeah. made so much money if we got on. And I've been keeping an eye on them. I hope it's not one of those things where I get in at the wrong time. <laughs> but I six and a half is not a big spread. It's not like you know you're no. you're saying they're going to win by twenty, which like that's the thing. If this spread was twenty, I'd be like. Sounds like a good spread. <laughs> you know, it's like I have no idea. And I'm hoping it's one of those things where people just don't, they're not caught up to USC yet. Like, hopefully they're a couple weeks behind. And, like, in terms of the line. Because we, I've, one of the teams that I would, KU, I've been, fought, like, they were, we had Mike on last year saying they're the worst team in college football. They started to turn, turn it around a little bit. They brought in a new coach. He's, from what I've heard, he's changed the culture, and they're undefeated. They've beaten a 
West Virginia. They've beaten Houston on the road. And these lines for them have been plus 14, plus 10. And they've gone on and won those games. So I, it's, I think I'm hopeful it's one of those things where the lines just haven't caught up. They just still have doubts about this USC team. Kind of like the lines maybe haven't caught up with Texas A&M. Where they think Texas A&M is still good when maybe they're not. I think it's fair. I I think USC is... Like Kansas could easily be you know, something that you have unique insight to because your brother and, you know, you, you track them. The nation, the nation, the Las Vegas betters don't track Kansas, right? They, but they do track USC. The thing about USC is that they're always playing late. And so you're not, like, not everybody's watching them. It's very, there's a lot of, you know, West Coast insight, but like, I, I haven't seen one USC game and they're not all aired. And this one's not, this one's going to be on the Pac-12 network again. So like, not even... There's not even national television. They, they play, have they played on, I don't even know if they've played national TV yet, but they play Arizona State next week for on ESPN. So maybe, but it's 930. So it's like, they're still not getting yeah. a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, well, I hope that my gut is right. I hope it's not a trap line. I hope I feel, I look and feel smart after this one. That's a two unit bet for me. So that, I mean, that's that rounds out mine. Do you have a third game or are you sticking with two? Oh, I kind of want to put a third game down. So just so Uh-oh. we're betting the oh same my. number. So we'll, we're going to do this live. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. If this I, is a nightmare. No, 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 no. I didn't know you were going. I don't like you having more units than me. So I'm kind of tempted to put Michigan to a three unit on. No, I can't do that. That's too much. And you know also, what? It doesn't really four. set you apart that much in that game. Because we'll no, Michigan a good point. as well. It's a good point. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with my four units. We're going to trust the model. Model says don't do a third game this week. That's smart right there. That's that's smart handicapping. We're mature betters now. We're we're not these kids that just need action on every game. Yeah, we've learned from our mistakes of last year. <laughs> Season but this could two. Be, I mean, man, what what are the odds that we all well, – I guess we know the odds. One, two, three, two, four, six, two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two. One in 32 chance – that we go completely undefeated this week. I like to think it's better than that, but wouldn't it be nice if after next week I'm at four units and you're at three? I would love that. Net, that sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just put let's put it in a put it in the graphic already and we'll post it and say after this week these guys are plus three and plus four. Or plus six and plus five units. Oh, but I don't want to be minus four. That would be heartbreaking. <laughs> No, positive vibes. So, all right, that's that's a quick episode. But like we said, there's not a ton of great football games. We do. We mentioned it last episode of doing the snake draft. We have college teammates Max Lakowacki, recurring guest. He's been on the show before, and also college teammate Vince Cicerelli coming on for the snake draft of best college rivalries. That will be all sports. So it'll be, for those who don't know Vince, it should be pretty entertaining. You might We might have to put a sensor on some of the stuff he says. But two great guests, and it should be a great snake draft. Is Looking that all you got? That. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing else. All righty. Well, that will do episode four. Wish us luck, as always. Go Vols this week. Go Vols. Go Vols.
Big oh, time. I do need to mention as well. Notre Dame plays North Carolina this week. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big rivalry inside the Beasler household now, the Beasler Moresco household. Delia's mother, Molly, she is a avid listener of the pod, <laughs> and she is a diehard North Carolina fan. I hope she wins and covers. She probably will. It's been kind of like a weird. I, it's like a weird turn right now where. I feel like North Carolina is going to win in football, and Notre Dame's kind of had North Carolina's number in the regular season games in basketball. Granted, North Carolina just came off a national championship appearance, but <laughs> something uh, a little bit of rooting interest within you know family rivalry now. So another big game for the Irish for sure. It is so as but will yeah. every game be this year. Yeah, it's a grind. It's a grind. It's not. It's not a fun place to be in. But that'll conclude our our episode here. Tune in for later this week. This episode will drop, but also the snake draft will be later this week. So tune in, and we look forward to you know talking to everybody next week. See you guys.